Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Kaylin Patterson, and this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle. And of course, we are Midwest Muscle, and of course, we are P4P Real Talk. But hey, let's start out with saying this is the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the whole world. And as Desiree would say in her Espanol, todo el mundo, if you are a drug <laughs> and they're looking they are, let's say, a solid foundation to stand on. And maybe quite possibly to drive uh, something like a vehicle like what that's already. <laughs> like a Mack truck through El Helado or ice cream. Mm. I like the sum of that so very much. <laughs> Check us out at v4pmuffle.com. And now, as you would say, let us begin to chat. Hello, Desiree. Let us begin the chat here. Hello, Mr. O'Patterson of the O'Kellen <laughs> Persuasion. How are you tonight? <laughs> I am uh, I quite let <laughs> I can't decide what I think your accent, if you're trying to be a vampire or if I'm just missing it or I don't know, I'm a little bit confused, but it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's always a surprise. I look forward to it just as much as the next, the next guy or gal in listener land. So, hey, I'm still waiting for you to do opera, to do the opening in opera, though. I think oh that would be awesome, awesome. The whole okay. thing in opera. And, it, hey, and if you guys out there agree, send Kaylin a bunch of thumbs up, and then that way we will know that that's what needs to happen on Thursday's show. The more thumbs up, the better. And Kaylin and I expect to count on how many thumbs up are coming in for you doing the promo in opera mode. And 16. Keep them coming. I know there's more of you out there than that. Keep them coming. Yeah. See how she picks on me and you're just going to eat her in this? This is what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) This is not picking. This is is bringing more culture to the program. Oh, is that what you call it? Culture? (laughs) Yes, that's what I call it. That's what I call it. (laughs) Oh, okie dokie. Well, how are you doing, young lady? Jeez. I am fantastic. It's been a beautiful day. I'm a little sleepy. You know, that tends to happen if you, uh, or it tends to happen to me if I uh, drink pre-workout too late at night, which uh, was the deal last night. And I didn't drink a whole lot, but just enough. So I was stuck in one of those restless sleeps. I don't know if anybody, any of you out there have experienced the same thing, but want to sleep, and then you're sleeping, but you don't really feel like you're asleep, and then you're up, down, up, down, up, down. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've got going on right now. And I've got uh, oh, I've got glutes after the show, so we'll see if I can if I can work this out. Okay, isn't Des married? What is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Kyle. I like that. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, Kyle, my friend Kyle. 
too. I'm just going to keep laughing and move right on along. <laughs> That's a good one. Good That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. All right, Kaylin, let's just set up our show. <laughs> let's get started. We have a wonderful yeah. guest tonight, and um, I we was sure blessed do. to see at, at one of uh, the seminars we just had, uh, Lee talked about it, and he did an excellent job, but he also had to have people basically that knew what they were talking about so they could help aid with the visual and, and, and improv of it, and it worked really well. And I was really surprised at how the audience was engaged and also the people that were willing to uh, get out of their comfort zone and actually step on stage with the pros because that's not an easy thing. I mean, we see people do it, and we, you know, it, it's easy to judge from the sidelines and say what you would do and never do. And then there's a lot of people that basically say, you know, this is worth doing, and, and you know, I'm, it's not just a bucket list. I want to do my absolute best the very first time I do it, even though they still have better to do. They still want to be at their best at that time. And that was uh, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it was, it was uh, to be on the stage, off the stage, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. There's a lot going on at seminars that people don't really – pay attention to, but you best believe the people that are involved with it are well aware of what's going on. And this young lady basically did all of that and then some. And I think she won a couple of those uh, gift packages that there, that were there. And that was really something that I, you know, one of the first times I've seen that. There was a lot of gifts that were handed out. There were a lot of uh, grab bags. There were a lot of just, I mean, just a lot of wonderful things there. And uh, it was really surprising that you know, even at a seminar that uh, so much was happening and so much was like, I don't want to say giveaways because, you know, the people had to show up and they had to do their thing, but it was still a nice little thing going on. And I was just really happy to be a part of it. And I'm sure our, our guests will uh, like to speak on that as well. So, Keisha, please introduce yourself and uh, let uh, our listeners know what's going on with you. Well, hi. Um, first of all, I apologize. My voice is a little froggy. I teach fitness classes um at the end of my day so hopefully uh i don't sound too too manly here (laughs) um so hi i'm uh my name's keisha um keisha johnson i uh most recently competed in the michigan state natural bodybuilding show here in um grand rapids michigan um at the delta plex that was my um, first natural show, actually, the other three shows I've done prior to that were um, all um, within the NPC. So um, I've only done a couple of Grand Rapids shows, um, and then the Western, um, I did that one as well. Um, so I've only been competing for about um, two years now. Um, so stepping into the natural realm was a little different for me because that was very very different stage presence than what I was used to with NPC and posing and everything. Um, but it was, it was absolutely wonderful and I'm, I'm hooked on it. I love it now. The, you know, the way the athletes were treated at the show and just the, the experience overall was, was incredible. So it's a pleasure to be a part of the, the natural revolution now as most would say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we're happy to have you. We're happy to have you. So let's uh, let's just start from the beginning. So even though you started on um, the NPC side, what got you interested in competing? And then, as I'm already going to ask the uh, follow-up question, then what made you decide 
to uh, jump from NPC over to the natural side of things. So first things first, what got you started as a bikini competitor? Um, well, I uh, started working at a gym uh, up here in Grand Rapids um, as a personal trainer. And uh, the people that I worked with, um, I was surrounded by a lot of people that were already in the industry. Um, and I was working out, and I, I had had a history of lifting, and um, but I wasn't really, like, lifting for a purpose. And basically, like, a lot of the people that I knew and my friends and everything were just like, oh, my God, like, you have the build. You could, you know, if you really put in the time and the dedication and, you know, put your foot down and actually committed to it, like, you could totally, you could go places with this. And so finally there was just enough peer pressure two years ago. I'm just like, okay, fine, like, I'll do it. I'm, I'm in a position where... I, you know, I work at a gym, so that made things 10 times easier. So I was already there. I could work out in between sessions and whatnot. And, um, I mean, it was definitely one of those. It's, I, I had been thinking about it for a little while because it wasn't the first time it had been brought up. But um, it was one of the, those where I was kind of – I definitely knew I needed to be ready um, mindset-wise. I knew I needed to be able to be ready to make that commitment. Um, with the, the mentality and the discipline, I just I wasn't ready the, prior to that. So, um, and then so my first opportunity to compete was the Grand Rapids NPC show that's held in Granville every year. So it's really that was my first one because it was convenient, it was local, um, and I I knew the promoter. Um, I know I know the guy that runs the show, um, and I know multiple people that were competing in the show. So that was helpful. I had a good supportive family um, in that aspect going into that competition and. I placed fourth um, my very first time out the gate. So um, I only had probably like a 14-week prep, um, and it was nowhere near as strict as what um, it should have been. And I was so happy with how I placed. So I got into that, and then I you know, gradually did another one and gradually did another one. And then um, knowing that I was placing within the NPC, and within the NPC, I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into when you compete there. You never know if you're up standing next to somebody that is taking something, you know, illegal in the natural world. You just never know. So the fact that I was placing within the NPC realm um, really kind of piqued my interest as far as competing in the natural world and, like, where I would stand and from that aspect. And, I, and I've always wanted to be proud of the fact that I'm completely natural and that I was placing in shows that you never know if people are or they aren't unless they're you know throwing it out there for everybody to know but so I took pride in that and the fact that you know a natural show came to Grand Rapids I'm just like ooh, okay this it really piqued my interest and it was very affordable very local for me and the you know Leaf Anderson was a wonderful show promoter worked great with us like Communication-wise, let us know, answered any question I ever had. I could message him day, night, and it was just, it was a very welcoming feeling, whereas, you know, the NPC, NPC shows, they're, it's a bigger crowd, and so they got to move the shows along a little bit faster, and it, it is a lot more cramped on stage, and it's, you don't get nowhere near the stage time, and so I, I really appreciated that um, branching into the natural, and not to mention, like, I, I really, really enjoy having the stage time. I'm no stranger to a stage. I've been on stage before. I did pageants and um, some modeling and stuff. So that was that was where I had the fun with it. <clears throat> awesome, awesome. 
And I think you've already touched on the answer to the next question, but we're going to go ahead and put it out there in case there are some additional details that come to mind. But Delaney wants to know, what is the difference between a PC show and a natural show um, for you? What was the difference in experiences? So you mentioned stage time, but was there anything else that comes to mind? Oh, absolutely. There's a ton of differences. Um, With an NPC show, it was really just um, on stage, 10 seconds of posing, and you hit a front pose, turn around, hit a back pose, and turn back around, hit a front pose really quick, and then you walk to the back of the curtain. And then you stand there and flex every muscle you have and hold your breath. And while they're, you know, shuffling 30 other girls on stage, it's and it's exhausting. And then if, you know, you're lucky enough to have what your number called for, you know, top five for first call-outs, they bring you to the front of the stage. And, um, you know, another big difference that I noticed is that I really liked about the natural that was different than NPC, where they put you on the stage and which one of those five X's you stand on in the NPC, it is indicative of your placement. If you are moved to dead center of stage, that is pretty indicative that you're going to take at least like first or second or third, very rarely. But what I liked about the natural organization is they move you around so that the judges can get a better view. So like I ended up completely out in left field on the far end, but I still took first place. So it's that really um, gave me a lot of comfort um, going into the natural competition, knowing full well that if I was, you know, pulled to the front and, and, let me back up, not if I was pulled to the front, because that's another difference. They pull all the girls to the front of the stage when you are pulled out for comparisons. It's not just they pick their top five, they, everyone comes up and then they bounce you around. So I do like that as well. Um, another difference I liked was um, the stage time, but going into that a little bit more in detail was um, bikini competitors get a tea walk. And so you get to come out and strut your stuff on stage, get to do some more non-traditional poses. So, like, if you wanted to hit a back double bicep, like what the bodybuilders do, you get to hit a back double bicep, and you're not judged, like, negatively for it. Like, you get to have fun. You get to show your personality on stage because when you move is when those muscles pop out. So they really get to get a good feel for your physique as you're moving, and you moving in a different way than somebody else might show your physique better than, you know, everyone doing the same move than an NPC. It's everyone does the same thing. While there's a little bit of flair here and there, it's you really get to individualize that aspect as well. And then um, another difference that I liked too was the difference in the posing, in the bikini comparisons. It's quarter turns. It's not just a front and a back. And the the class that's upheld within the natural organization, I, re, I appreciate as well, um, because it's not just a standard two-footed um, back pose where, you know, they, they call you out if you're bent over too far. In NPC, they do. But um, I, I did find that uh, the pose that is the one hand on hip and the, the body weight shifted over to one side was actually more challenging a lot more challenging than just your standard stand up tall and, um, you know, stand square if you would, or if you will. So I, I enjoyed that difference more so compared to NPC as well. 
And, you know, I have to agree with that point there if you, with the uh, back pose where you have a hand on your hip cocked to one side. It definitely shows, I think, a lot faster if your backside is well-developed or if it's not versus if you yeah. are doing the, let's just say, a straight up and down back pose where you can bend over somewhat. Um, you know, that actually helps round out the glutes. So it kind of helps give you the appearance that you might have more there than you do, whereas when your hip is cocked to the side, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. You, Either it's, yeah, you, you got know. it back there or you do not. Yeah, yep, so, I mean, it is a harder pose. That is that is for sure. It is. It was a lot harder. I, I noticed that it's, you know, trying to trying to lift the hips up and then still at the same time flex those hamstrings when, all of your weight is on one leg, it's a lot easier to flex your hammies when you, your weight is evenly distributed. And I I did um, suffer placement differences in NPC from a girl that was bent over further, but she had less glute development than I did. So I, I did mm-hmm. suffer from that, and it was it was really frustrating because my it's one of those, you know, where you come off stage and your coach looks at you like, I don't know what the hell that was up there, but you know, there's nothing we can do about it. I'm sorry. Like it's all, it's all in the posing. It's all subjective. So it's, I do really enjoy the, you know, the, it's that all over fairness quality from the judging standpoint of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I would add to that. You are correct. NPC, it seems and I've heard other people say this as well, that they would agree that you're rewarded for being able to hide your flaws more with your posing, whereas on the natural side of it, the way posing is handled, your posing accentuates what you already have. You may be able to hide your flaws a little bit, but not quite to the extent you can um, on the other side of the fence with that posing. And this next question pretty much dovetails very nicely with what you've already been talking about. And Sheila is wondering, when this is so crowded, like you were just describing, how do you find ways to stand out in a crowd like that? That one, what I've found in my experience, it's all about your stage presence. Um, that's one thing I, I take pride in, um, you know, not to toot my own horn and sound narcissistic about it, but um, I, I've been complimented by many a judge on my stage presence, on my confidence on stage. I am not afraid to stare a judge in the face. If you look at him directly and you smile and you give him that look like, you better pick me because I am not afraid of this stage. I worked my butt off to get here, and I am on this stage for a reason, um, not just that you know, Vaseline smile and you're shaking like a leaf on the inside and you're petrified of everything that's going on around you. If, you know, you, you stand your ground and you you stare those judges down. I, I was actually pulled from the back line to that front, to the front of the stage because I was staring one of the judges down and she caught my eye and she pulled me forward. So I would say a huge part of it is stage presence. You know, your body's only going to get you so far when it comes to that posing, you know, a, most people are aware that posing is usually what sells you. And then then, then comes that stage presence is, is part of that. Nice, nice. Um, our next question is from Selena. Um, she's wondering, does helping at a seminar like you did for um, Leaf and Stephanie Anderson bring back flashbacks to when you were just getting started? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh yeah, like fun though. It's like it's it's the excitement all over again. Um, because I'm getting ready to step back into prep 
um, for my for my pro debut show. So getting back into um, the environment, being around it, being up on that stage, talking about it, it's um, it, it gets me excited for other people that are getting into it because it's such a cool experience. You you have no clue what it is until you actually do it, until you see your body go through the transformation, until you experience the discipline and the mental fortitude and tenacity that it requires to go through something like that. Um, it's I'm I'm excited for these girls. So it's total flashbacks, um, but it's it's more of an excitement and uh, you know so supportive, encouraging kind of feeling. Now, uh, what I, I, since I was there, there was something I saw, and I thought it was so cute and funny. And that was all the people that thought they had posing down and they were so ready. And if the show were to happen the next day, you know, they'd be winning first place. And then when we got them in position and Kimmy started running through some of the poses, a lot of the guys started cramping immediately. Uh, some of the women mm-hmm. had uh, problems with foot placement. I mean, when you see stuff like that, does it, does it uh, remind you of the times when you had to basically give the respect that you weren't giving? Because I know I had a lot of misconceptions about posing, you know, when I first got into it, where, you know, I, 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 I can be honest and say I didn't respect it enough because, you know, I realized that uh, posing was almost as hard as doing cardio because it's it, or harder sometimes depending on how your diet was for that day. Uh, what were some of the things that you noticed when you saw the, the, the new people that were basically learning posing? and the ones that basically were told, hey, this is what cost you when you competed at a certain show when your posing just was not up to par? Um, I mean, it, that's kind of tough. It's, uh, it's fun to watch everyone be, like the newbies be on stage and just soaking up every word that Kimmy said. Yeah. Um, because I know it's like, yeah, I won my pro card, and I, you know, I was kind of in that same boat too. Like, um, and because that one of the misconceptions I've always had, you know, competing in NPC, is that um, bikini girls' backs can be too muscular, and sometimes the girls would not move their hair. And so mm-hmm. um, I noticed that that was something that when we were going over things on stage, that even in my show that I won my pro card when we did our walk to the back to the stage and our walk back to the front, I did not move my hair from my back. And that was one thing that Kimmy said there on stage as I was in that lineup with those girls and I was the, you know, the guest pro. So it's, um, it, it's a humbling feeling. Um, but, you know, going into it, yeah, just because you have your pro card doesn't mean you stop learning. doesn't mean that you know everything that there is to know, like, Mm-hmm. And, and I'm very much in that position. Like, this is only my second year in the business. Like, yeah, I won my pro card, but I am by no means done learning everything that there is out there to learn. So it's um, it's a it's a humbling feeling being up there, knowing a lot of what there is that's going on mm-hmm. and having the experience. But it's a um, you know it. it again, makes me super excited for for the newbies that are up there just soaking in everything that they possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> That's why these seminars are so important. And, you know, to have the support from pros is always a great um, 
experience for those who are still coming up through the ranks, but also I think for the pros themselves for a lot of the same reasons that you're voicing is that they're still learning, they're still growing, they're still expanding, and, you know, your horizons always broaden that much more when you're able to give back and contribute to the industry and those who are, you know, one day probably going to be standing on stage right next to you. I mean, even though you're a pro now, if you stay in the sport for any length of time, you're going to start seeing the individuals that you help circle back around. And I would have to think that that is a very rewarding experience and, um, I don't know, Kaylin, I mean, I think that's a position that you've been in. Can you speak to that a little bit for us? Help me out again. <laughs> so being being on this, you know, being in the sport long enough to where you start to compete against the athletes that you've been helping, you know, in opportunities oh, yeah. like seminars and when you see in the gym and, you know, that that's got to be, even though, you know, you're competitors, that has to be a re- rewarding feeling in and of itself also. Yeah, when when they can tell you and break down one of the poses that really brought them into the sport, it's very humbling. And when you talk about, you know, like the you, – like, you can think back to the competitors that I've shared the stage with, with Lee, you know, you, we've heard his story, and how that just so enriched me of all the things that he was willing to do. And I'm talking about Lee Kirkwood some of the things that he was he has done, you know, backstage or on the sidelines that people will never know about. But, you know, he's just that kind of giving individual. And then you talk about with Rich Feliciano, you know, and the stuff that he does, and he just stays engaged in the sport even if he's not on stage. So when, you, when you're basically practicing with the guys and, and people in the gym see that, and then you see him at the show and they're basically in a number and, and some tights, and you're like, oh, you know, that, that's pretty neat. I'm glad you finally decided. And they said, well, you know, I want to thank you for that. So, yeah, you're competing against them, but it's always been a camaraderie for me. And I, I like I told you when I was helping uh, Chris Wells, and he always makes fun of me for that because he said, you taught me how to beat you. And I thought that was so funny because I was teaching him how to do his best because I wanted to beat him at his best. So that's just true comp- competitiveness for me. I don't want to win because somebody was at their worst. I want to beat them when they're at their best because that's true competition for me. So, yeah, it, it's really fun. It's never that hidden anger or agenda or, you know, why did this person win? You know, they suck and they're not better than me. It's just not that mentality in this in this sport and the natural side of it. And I'm just so in love and, you know, so impassioned by everything that happens that the sport can grow when you have that kind of culture and have that kind of foundation. Because to me, that's what competitiveness is about. And you're always sharing because you want people to know exactly what you know so they can feel just as good as you do about your body and your and, and the sport itself. There you go. There you have it. There so, you go. Keisha, that's getting... <laughs> and there you have it. Keisha, this next question... Um, pulls in your personal training uh, experience and career that you have in place. Uh, Carla's asking, how hard is it to find motivation for the classes and people that you teach and still be able to stay motivated yourself? That's a great question because it is very, very difficult um, when I teach fitness day in, day out. I write workout programs for everybody else. It's extremely hard. It's hard for me to find the motivation to get into the gym and work out for myself because that's what I do all day long. I can never 
truly leave work. But when I'm in competition mode, I'm in competition mode. It's I'm I'm one of those people that um, you know having that end game in mind. It's that's that drive. That's that motivation. It's I mean I'll be completely honest. It's hard for me when I'm not like you know committed to have a show picked out when I'm in quote unquote off season. Um, it's it's tough for me. I'm still working out those kinks, working on that whole like reverse dieting. You know having those good perfect gym habits you know trying to grow as much as I can in the off season whenever I choose my off season to be um you know because the last couple of months have been difficult for me and do like a new job a new schedule and everything so trying to iron out those kinks but um you know before when I was personal training it was a little bit easier because I was only doing that and so I was you know still surrounded every day by the people I was competing with. And so, you know, kind of going back to that, that family feel that, you know, competing with people that are in the industry and love it just as much, you know, I was surrounded by that all the time. And so even when I did start to lose motivation and start falling off that wagon, I did have those people there um, that would, you know, check in with me like every other day. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling today? You know, what are you lifting today? And so it's, you know, those those constant little bit, bits of reinforcement always helped me. Um, and this this next prep will be a little bit different because I um, I'm also I'm a Fit Body Boot Camp instructor as well. So those crazy hours are going to be different for for this show prep than what I've ever had previously. So it's going to be more of a challenge, but in a, in a way I'm looking forward to it. So um, we we will see. But uh, that that end game is the the pure motivation for me thus far yes amen to that amen to that okay our next question is um of the personal nature i will say um and I, a couple of ladies are asking it we have we have a keisha when you know it and a carrie and the yeah. question is basically is that um the shows that they are looking at always seem to fall on that time of the month um how would you suggest handling um, being at your best under those circumstances? Well, um, that's that's a tough question for me to answer, considering out of all the shows I've done, I have been fortunate enough that it has not fallen during that time for me. Thank goodness it's come close. Um, but it's, you know, one of those, it's just, it's a... <laughs> Yeah, deal with it as it comes. It there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I know I've I've talked to a few people that um, you know their body fat percentage got down low enough to a point where it kind of trickled off and disappeared. So it you know it lessened from that aspect. Um, I guess it really depends on how your body reacts. You know, my biggest concern with that would be like the bloating and the water retention and the mm-hmm. moodiness and stuff as that comes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a tough one. Um, that's you know, really and I think you I don't hit really it on have the... an honest answer. Yeah. Well, I think you did hit it on the head though when you said it all depends, and I think a lot of it depends on um, the person and how your body reacts. Just as you had said, um, you know, if bloating is an issue, then. You know, there are items that you can take, um, you know, Midol, um, more on the natural side. Um, orange peel helps with uh, bloating. <laughs> that's, a, 
that's a trick that I learned from uh, Kaylin Patterson. I don't know why it works, but it works. It's not fun. Hey, I will have Kaylin to... can eat an orange peel. Kaylin can eat an orange peel. I have a tough time with it. I have to grind it and, like, throw it back with a water chaser. <laughs> I, terrible. I mean, and you can do that at uh. any time. I mean, it's, you know, at any time if you're worried about bloating. And if that's a case. Also, stay away from foods that may cause you to bloat or give you some digestive issues. Um, keep your oh, diet totally. really, really mellow. And that will be helpful on that end as well. Um, and do continue to keep your water intake up. I would not um, cut it off at that point. Um, it's hard to say how that's right. going to react to your body, but I'm not a believer in you know cutting your water just because it's show day. Um, anyway, that's just my personal preference. There may be coaches out there that advise differently, but that is my view of um, how to handle your water intake at any given time, too. So you just have to you just have to be stewards of your body, pay attention to your symptoms, and then look for you know solutions that um, that still are within you know, water standards or whatever standards the um, the show happens to be testing against, just in case. I can't imagine there's anything out there to, that you would take that would that would put you in jeopardy, but you just never know. Um, and, you know, prep for it ahead of time. If, if you know that's going to be something that could be a challenge for you, then start paying attention now and looking into it and practicing to see the best way to relieve those symptoms and still keep a pretty... Um, tight look and appearance going for you. So hopefully that helps. Um, Oh, next question. This is from Sam. And she wants to know, what's the best way to pick a show? How do you properly plan for it? And how do you make it to the end when going through the tough times mentally? Um, And how do you do with the ever-present fear of failure? There's quite a few questions in one so we're going to start with the first one again um what is the best way to pick a show keisha will get your thoughts and then kaylin i know you'll have some thoughts to share as well well how i picked mine um me personally i like staying local um just for me it's it's a budget thing um you know a lot goes into a lot goes into a show buying your suit your shoes your tan, your, you know, posing coaching, and your nutrition coaching, working out, your gym memberships, your supplements, all that all that stuff goes into it, you know, show fees. There's always, always more that is into it. So I, I personally like staying local, um, not to mention it's less stress on the whole, like, packing up an entire three days worth of food, having to measure everything out, and sleeping in a hotel it's all of that stresses me out just thinking about it and I'm not even in show prep season so I, I personally like staying local and for me that's worked very well <laughs> I've enjoyed it way more because um, I get to sleep in the comfort of my own bed um, so that is and as far as like versus like NPC versus natural um, I spent time talking to the promoters I talked to uh, Mike Brujink who owns the um, Grand Rapids NPC show um i've known him for a few years and i talked to him multiple times about what goes into npc getting familiar with you know what are going to be the expectations how's the show going to run how long does it run for how long am i going to be expected to be at the venue um you know all that kind of thing what is my stress level going to look like on show day and how am i going to be taken care of 
So it's that in comparison to, you know, talking with Leaf, you know, it's kind of my my decision talking with those people and figuring out what the difference is between the show was, you know, what what am I going to get out of this as an athlete? I'm putting in all this work and, and you know, how am I going to be rewarded? You know, even if I don't place, okay, fine, that's subjective, but, you know, I still want to walk away from that show feeling like, you know, it was it was fairly judged. So I, you know, I ask about like the judging and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, um, let me get these questions because my goodness, that's a lot of them. Um, the best way to pick a show. <laughs> I should just start I mean, with the first two. Yeah, that, those. They, I mean, these are good questions. I, I know there are a lot of them, but they are very good questions because, like Keisha was saying, you know, picking a show is not easy. Making the show date with your body is never an easy thing because it seems like your body wants to do every and other every other thing than what you're asking at the time when you don't want it to do it. So there's always learning your body. Um, I would pick two or three shows, you know, in close proximity. Like um, teacher was saying, you know, try to stay as local as possible so you will have the support to actually make it to the end because it's not an easy process, especially if it's your first one. There's a lot that goes into it mentally. There's a lot of things that you will find out along the way. So I say I would say approach it with an open mind. If you're picking a show, make sure it's something that if you don't make it, it's not the end of the world. Uh, do a self-check to make sure that you're getting in it for the right reason. Uh, to properly plan it, there is no proper planning when learning your body. It's basically just uh, finding finding all kinds of routes to take and then picking the most successful one because I can guarantee if this is your first time doing it, your body's making changes that people aren't used to seeing in you. So there's going to be all kinds of side information, people trying to help you out, but really they're hurting you with with not the intent to hurt you. I mean, there there will be some people that will try to derail you because of the jealousy and envy. That's not too often, but it does occur. These are the things you have to think about because, like I said, your body's making dramatic changes, especially the closer you get to the show date. And then, you know, it's all going to come into place and you're going to walk in the gym and do your poses and people are going to be just flat off floored just by how much you've been able to change your body, especially if you're not using enhanced drugs or, uh, you know, steroids or growth hormone or anything, anything of that nature. It's all a mental game and it's going to be a lot of support needed to get to the end. So if you have everything lined up and all your ducks in a row, then pick a show you know, plan on that show, but do realize that, you know, things can come up, family, friends, death in the family, um, you know, uh, work and changes. There's there's all kinds of things that, are, that can come into play. And if you line up three shows, I guarantee you should be able to match up to one. Um, try, uh, like he just said, stay as close as possible because you'll find out there's always some kind of side finance that you're not aware of or didn't know about or the information hadn't been set or given out at the time when you were checking, and that might be a surprise. So, you know, do keep an open window of, of what's going on. Yeah. For women, it's it's a beating because <laughs> it, it, it can get really expensive with suits, with makeup. Um, find, uh, do, do some homework, research, check ahead as far as you can. There's going to be so much that's happening and information that's coming in. And when you're getting on a carb-depleted diet, there's a very good chance that you won't remember it all, especially when you need to. 
So keep that in mind. I mean, there's so many things. Um, and how to deal with the ever-present fear of failure. And I've played every sport that you can imagine except for golf. And every single time I've had that fear of failure because I always want to do my best. And I think that's a motivator as long as it doesn't consume There's plenty of things that happen in your life, in your days. There's plenty of things that happen in your background that are just uniquely set for you. And you've got to overcome those fears if you're going to improve. If you never get off the couch, you never exercise. If you never exercise, you never change your body and get healthy. If you never change your body and get healthy, you never have an urge to compete. So you've been dealing with fear the whole time, just not in ways that you're used to. So keep those things in mind, and I'll pass it over to Dad. Well, I'm just going to pass it back to Keisha and go ahead and get her thoughts on those last couple of questions of how do you – uh, make it through the end and stay mentally strong. Um, and how do you deal with the ever-present fear of failure? Well, I would say um, the the ever-present fear of failure. This is it's a self sport. You are in this. You are competing against yourself. You're not competing against everyone else. It's, it's a subjective sport. You win based off of someone else's opinion on what you look like. So, and, and I, I struggle because, um, like, my lower abdominal lines do not come in. I was extremely lean. I had ab veins my last show, and I do not have the bottom two. Like, there is no anatomical separation in my bottom abs, and that is something that um, in, that could be, that's different from somebody else, and somebody else might place higher than that. But me knowing full well that I gave it everything I could, that's not failure in my eyes. You know, just because I didn't place where I wanted to doesn't mean I failed. Me, I went into my last show where I got my pro card. I had certain goals in mind for me, and my goals align with my prep. My goals don't mm-hmm. align with my placement in the show. My goals align with... Yeah. um you know, do I, you know, I want to have a better peak week. I want to, I want my skin caliper um, pinches to come down lower here, here, and here. I want to um, be stronger. I want to push more weight here. I want to improve on my posing. I want to be smoother transitions, um, be more cognizant of, you know, my breathing, holding my poses, that kind of thing. So I set my victories based off of my prep and my personal experience, not according to my placement at the show. So that's kind of, um, you know, that ever-present fear of failure, that's on me. Like, I am the only person that can control that. Nobody else has control of that. And I refuse to blame somebody else for that because it is me and me alone. Um, And so kind of going off of that, you know, the motivation and everything, support system is huge. Yeah. You know, it's my boyfriend is far from being involved in this sport. He does his own thing. We have a social life, you know, outside of working out and, you know, being healthy. We go out, we have, you know, we have a few drinks and stuff, but, you know, having this support system and, you know, my friends knowing when I am in that mindset, you know, when I'm in that prep, it's, they're so supportive. It's, it's just overwhelming. And to have that, you know, even when my boyfriend's drinking and he's, you know, 
I'm I'm looking at him going like, oh, my gosh, I could really use a drink just to take off the edge because I can't handle you right now. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's that, 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 that temptation is it's there. It's always there, and there, you're going to have those ups and downs. But having someone there, having, have, you know, that they have your back and they know that, you know, you have a goal, knowing that you're serious about it. If You know, if you don't communicate it with other people that you're serious about it, then they're not going to take you seriously. So, you know, it's that's something you need to outwardly communicate with your support system too, knowing that, okay, this is something I really, really, really want. And then, you know, they're gonna they're gonna check in on you. They're gonna make sure that you're sticking with it. If you're in a position where you're being tempted, like somebody brings cookies to work or something, but your coworkers uh-huh. know that you are need to stay on that straight and narrow, they're gonna look at you and be like, I'm gonna take these over here. And you don't know what I'm talking about right now. You know, they're they're going to support you in that aspect. So it's the motivation, you know, surround yourself with people that support you and that, you know, they might not understand what you're going through, but True. they, you know, they they see that you are doing something that requires a lot of that mental fortitude and discipline, and they'll support it. Well, there you go. So all good questions, Sam, and I would like to ask everyone out there to send a positive vibe Sam's way. She is prepping for her first show in April. So all we're all super excited for you, girl. Best of luck. Hang in there. Stay strong and, uh, you know, find that support group. And if you're ever having one of those mental tough times, you can always message Kaylin and I, and we'll be there to help bring you back off that cliff because it happens to all of us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It happens to all of us. So um, Stephanie wants to know, Keisha, if you train clients online. Um, I do not, unfortunately. Um, I would love to say that I have the extra time to pull all that stuff together, um, but it's it's something that's crossed my mind, but I do not. It's just something that I don't have the extra time to do at the moment. Well, and that's fair. I mean, and that's, I, you know, you have to respect that. Oh, 42 sad faces. <laughs> I know, I'm so hey sorry. Guys, <laughs> you have to respect that versus someone who would be like, yeah, I totally do that when they really don't. <laughs> and then it turns out right. being a fiasco, right? So we have to give yeah, her mad re- props for, for knowing her boundaries and, and being honest about that. Yeah, yep. I refuse to make that commitment you. and you know, you setting go. up that false hope for someone, especially especially if they're competing for a show. Um, I, I did train one of my best friends and who actually stepped on stage next to me um, at the Grand Rapids this last year. I trained her for that show, and she, you know, she was right there on stage next to me. It was a great feeling, um, but she was in the gym with me, and we worked out together, so that was convenient, but I won't. I won't make that commitment to someone knowing full well that I can't give them, you know, my 100%, especially, especially if it's show prep. That's, it's a passion, and I, I won't put myself in a position to let somebody else down. And that's, I mean, and there is just so much. I think contest prep coaches especially take on such a high level of responsibility because of all of the cost and effort and emotion that is wrapped into training or, I mean, competing. It is no small feat. I mean, it's it's unlike weight loss from a standpoint where if you have your ups and downs with weight loss, 
for the most part, that's okay. You don't have a hard end date where you have to meet that goal. You know, you have time to massage, work through, you know, work at your pace. But for contest prep, it's it's a whole different story. It's a whole different ball of wax. Kaylin? Well, I'd like to add to that because I don't think the normal person really understands the passion that goes into true health and fitness. And when you're talking about dealing with people's lives, a true coach, a true person that's helping their client really takes a lot on themselves when it comes to that individual because you're dealing with a person that's a mother, you're dealing with a person that's a father, you're dealing with a person that has to work long hours, you're dealing with people that have a lot of stress in their day, and you're dealing with people that are basically coming there to find some kind of successful release to engage their bodies in ways they're not familiar but also find ways to be better human beings. And, you know, uh, a, a coach is a psychologist, a coach is a psychotherapist, a coach is dealing with any and everything that that person has to deal with, and a lot of times they take it upon themselves to basically find a way to make that day better for the client and the individual. And when those things are occurring, it's very draining. And so, Keisha, I understand what you said when you said, you know, it's, it's if you can't fully commit, because you're giving yourself to what you're doing. So, yeah, I respect that a great deal because, you know, you could be in in it for the money and ruin somebody's health, marriage, job. There's so many factors that go into not being fully committed. And anybody that's been in a relationship that's been in that way knows that a lot of suffering happens that are never mentioned or even named, but you can remember each and every time. So, you know, if we're not engaging these human beings is human beings and something more to come out of that human being, then you're in the wrong business and, you know, you're basically screwing it up for a lot of other people other than yourself. Agreed. And there you have it. All right, folks, we're getting down to the last couple of questions, so if you have a last-minute one, hurry up and uh, get it on in there and we will try to get it on the air. Uh, Keisha, Dale wants to know, is it harder to train someone or to compete? Um, like train someone for competition? or I'm like, going then... to say yes. Is it harder to train someone to compete, to compete or to compete yourself? Hmm. Let's see here. I would say... I would say it's harder to compete for myself because I'm my own worst critic and I don't have a problem being brutally honest with somebody else. Like if you're falling off the wagon and you're, you know, everybody's got their ups and downs, you know, and I'm I'm more than happy to be that motivational voice for you. I do that all day, every day. Anyways, being in the fitness industry, um, you know, and I'm, I'm realistic, I'm understanding, I'm encouraging, and I'm, I'm happy to be that voice that that comes easy for me. Um, you know, dealing with those ups and downs with their training, you know, we, we find a way to make it work. You, you find a solution that's, that's your job and it's, that's enjoyable. It's way harder being stuck inside your own head when you are facing your own battles and you are struggling with your own motivation and, you know, the frustrations when, you know, you're, you're perfect on your diet, you're perfect on your cardio, you've stuck with everything that you possibly can, but something, you know, your measurements just aren't moving and there's 
something about that 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 is ten times more frustrating than somebody saying that to you, and you look at them going, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing." It's like I've I've been on both ends of the spectrum, and it's I would say it's way harder to compete for myself because I'm my own worst critic. And there you have it. All right, last two question, guys. Here we go. Um, Sheila wants to know. Um, when is your next show and how do you feel about stepping on stage as a pro and not trying to win a pro card? Well, my next show, I am competing at the Michigan State Natural again here in Grand Rapids on September 15th. I have nailed that one down. Um, so staying local once again, loved the show. So um decided that uh, stepping on stage as a pro, it's a little intimidating, not going to lie. Um, not quite sure what to expect. Um, I'm planning on talking to, you know, a few other people and, you know, talking with Leaf, the promoter, and kind of getting a feel for what to expect for mentally preparing myself as far as, you know, what my competition could potentially look like. And, you know, knowing that is, you know, will affect my mindset going into it. Um, you know, kind of like, uh, Kaylin said earlier, I don't, I don't want to step on stage um, without competition, you know, but I also set my standards for myself based off of my prep, like what I said earlier, but it's an exciting feeling um, going into a show, knowing that I'm going into it as a pro, still kind of learning what that means, Um, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's an exciting feeling more so than scary, I would say. Yep, I would have to agree, and, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a whole new experience. It is a whole nother level of competition, but, again, I think it's going to be just as rewarding, even though you're not competing for a pro card at this stage of the game, you get to compete for cash prizes, which is always awesome, right? <laughs> but just being right, able yeah. to, you know, stand shoulder to shoulder with other pros, especially those who have been um, in the sport for a length of time and are still rocking the stage. I mean, that in of itself is, um, I think, always an honor. So should be should be a lot of fun for you. Um, I know I'm looking forward to the experience myself. So, you know, thumbs up, train hard. It's going to be awesome. Uh, last question here, and this this one's actually not uh, directly for you, I don't think, Keisha, but Jake wants to know who is Kimmy. And Kimmy Arnone, um, she is pretty much a veteran of the industry, gym owner, competitor, coach. Um, she participates and supports so many natural shows out there. Uh, she was at um, Leafs. Um, workshop where Keisha was at. She coaches posing. She can do male, female. She emcees several shows. She judges. I mean, she is involved in pretty much every aspect of the natural bodybuilding community. Great veteran. You can find her on Facebook. Check her out. Um, Kimmy Arnone, A-R-N-O-N-E, I think, if I have that spelled right. Um, I think so. But uh, yeah, and she even taught, and she even taught Kaylin. She actually, she was Kaylin's first posing coach, if you will. So just a lot of history there, all around. Very knowledgeable, great gal. Um, and you know, if the show is in and around the Midwest, you probably won't find Kimmy too far behind. Um, she's that involved. 
And with that being said, Keisha, we always like to give our guests when we have time the opportunity to give shout-outs to anyone and everyone who has been a part of their journey and would like to uh, give you that chance right now. Uh, well, I guess the uh, first shout-out I'd have to give out to would be um, my coach that I've worked with, uh, Damian Millis, is the guy that kind of brought me through the past two years. Um, great guy, super encouraging, but gives you a good kick in the ass when you need it. Definitely did it for me a few times. Um, so, yeah, he was he was my, my biggest help. Um, Julie Schnepp, um, she's, a, she's, a natural, um, she's a natural bodybuilder. She's also a pro here. Um, I've worked with her a couple of times in posing, so she's really helped me out, especially going into this last natural competition. I would say she was she was a huge help, um, especially with like the changes in the the posing from the natural or the NPC to the natural division in that T walk. So um, she she really helped me out there too. Um, and then of course my support system, you know, my boyfriend, my family, and um, everybody that's within my realm of bodybuilding friends at, at uh, Family Fitness on Alpine up here in Grand Rapids. That's kind of my, my home home gym. So thanks to everybody who's there and always supporting me and everyone else that's involved with the industry, of course, that's always there to lend a helping hand. Oh, and, of course, Leif Anderson. Oh, my gosh, promoter of the show, the natural uh, Michigan State um, bodybuilding. Wonderful, wonderful guy. That's huge reason why I'm going back to this show and making this one my pro debut. Um, super awesome guy. Great with, uh, what is it, Mayhem Productions, and then it'll be like the Nat- Natty Revolution is their, the brand that they're working, I think. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking yep. for any yep. shows in, like, the Midwest area, it's, yeah, Leaf Anderson shows, absolutely wonderful guy. So um, check those out. And, yeah, I think that's everything I can think of. <laughs> All right, then. All right, then. And that's quite a few. Kaylin, last thoughts for us. Or not. What happened to Kaylin? I was going to say, what did you do? Fall asleep over there? (laughs) We're not sure what happened to Kaylin. I'm sure he had to go check something out in the back one. Well, back in, I should say. But that is okay. Oh, all right. There you (laughs) are. Did you push? Did you press the mute button again? Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Odin decided he wanted to be a watchdog at the best time. <laughs> uh, All right, ninety seconds. Ninety seconds. Parting thoughts for us. Take it. <laughs> All right. Well, Keisha, thanks so much for spending the evening with us and uh, sharing your perspective on competing in the NPC and then coming over to the uh, natty side of the equation. We are so happy to have you. And uh, several of our ladies out there are saying thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the information that you shared. So we just want to wish you the best of luck, and we're going to be watching for you on your pro debut there at the uh, Michigan State. So uh, just keep training hard and go for it. Thank you, thank you. Keep and uh, Yeah. Working on it. I'm I'm excited for this next one, and uh, yeah, good luck to all you ladies out there that are looking to take the plunge. It's worth it. It's fun. Yes, it Great is. Great and there you work. have it. So on behalf of Keisha, Kaylin, Snicker, Snickerdoodle, shout out. Uh, I'll say, let your Snickerdoodle roar be heard. Natty Revolution.
Uh, Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple. Let's build it. 